Hello, big little bestie. Welcome to After Bedtime. And today we're talking about why shy is not a bad thing. In fact, it is a superpower. And we are going to unlock all the secrets to raising secure, confident, self-assured kids. Okay, big little bestie, I am excited to take a little pause and share something that I have loved for years with you, Primal Kitchen. I have used their ketchup, I use their salad dressings, I use their sauces for meats, for barbecuing, like I love Primal Kitchen so much I cannot even tell you. This is my go-to in the kitchen. So Primal Kitchen has a huge line of sauces and oils and other pantry staples that not only make family dinners a breeze, but also take it to the next level. And not only do they taste literally amazing, these are my favorite salad dressings ever. I feel really, really good using this in our food and feeding it to our family and my kids. And I am super, super excited to share an exclusive code with you for Primal Kitchen so that you can save 20% off using our code BLF20. You absolutely will be thrilled. Trust me, you will not regret it. This is such an easy way to level up your meals. You can find Primal Kitchen at retailers like Walmart, Target, Amazon, and Whole Foods, or buy online at primalkitchen.com using our exclusive code BLF20 for 20% off at checkout. Finally, here we are. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and it is time to get down. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever-popular Instagram account, Big Little Feelings, which helps you navigate all things parenthood. But this is not a boring parenting podcast. There will be inappropriate jokes. We will be getting down and dirty. So put those babies to bed and let's have fun. Kristen! Ooh! <laughs> it didn't work. It. It, I, like, I had to shimmy to get that out. Uh-huh, like, it's uh-huh. just, I'm forcing like it so shimmy. hard. Can you try it again? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kristen! <laughs> I feel like you gotta mean it. You gotta mean it. <laughs> Let me try again. Okay. Sorry. Not that I do it better, anyways, but. Kristen! <laughs> Why do you have to shimmy when you do it? Should I be shimmying when I do it? I don't know. I'm going to cry. Dina. My voice literally can't. It just it can't like do this. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> well, I feel like some people are singy people. Yeah. To be fair. And like. That's true. I have a horrible voice and I should never sing, but I'm a singy person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You started off in a singing thing like yeah. every time. I yeah. love that. Thank I you. can't do that. I mean, <laughs> it's I think it's mildly today. annoying, but like some people just have to break out in song. Yeah. You just need some joy. Big little bestie, thanks for accepting me as I am. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I was going to say thank you for accepting me as I am and apologies. Big yeah. little bestie. I'm so sorry. That probably hurt your ears. Singing into your ears. Um, <laughs> Um, welcome to another episode of After Bedtime. I feel like we're mildly delusional <laughs> on today's episode of After Bedtime because Dina and I low-key had, when I say back-to-back Zoom calls, I mean 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. There was not like a minute that I was had not to a take Zoom call. <laughs> Zoom calls into the bathroom. Yeah, me okay, too. it was like that. And then the anxiety, we're like, am I really on mute? Am I yeah. for sure on mute? Okay. Like it's I'm definitely, on I'm not like, what if the video comes like, on? What if the video comes on? functioning and you can see me. Yeah. So yeah. welcome to a delusional episode of After Bedtime. We are tired. We're tired, but we're I'm together. extra tired. I feel good. I love that for you. I feel like I'm in a, a fake good phase because mm. I was just so looking forward to this where like, I didn't think I would make it here. And then now that I'm here, I'm just so stoked Look at to be you. here. So I needed, resilient. I just needed, I, well, I needed this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I needed this. Like it was a long day of work and then I'm going to be very honest right now. I'm going to be very honest and try not to cry. Not my best work of parenting after work. Mm. Not my best move. And like, I've been having a good streak, like a really good streak, you know, where I'm just like, I'm doing this. Like, I might not be doing work and I might, there are other things that are failing, like certain things are failing, but you know, I feel like I was like on good, good ground. And then tonight I was just like a little bit overstimulated, overtouched. Like, you know, I was just, And what I need is like a bestie session. I just need a minute to be like not working, 
and not with my kids. We all have those moments. Thanks. And truthfully, that was me last week. So I feel oh, that you. feels better to hear. It's all nice. of us. That feels nice. It happens. Uh, and I you know. are a good mom. Uh, you know that you annoying are. thing where you have to like take the advice that we get? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm, we're like literally, la, 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 yeah. La, la, la. It's not as it's happening, I'm like, okay, what would I say? Like, it's okay. It's okay to snap. It's okay to have a bad day. We're going to come back from this tomorrow. I have to do all the things that we said. So this yeah. is my version, by the way. We always say you repair with your kids. I did that. Good job. And then you restore and big little bestie, like this session is me restoring. I need to be in our basement right now with a glass of wine with my best friend and all of my big little besties and just relax for a second while my husband does all three bedtimes. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. I am bone tired, but I'm in that weird phase. (laughs) Tell me if this has ever happened to you. Yeah. Where your period is two days late. Mm -hmm. Like, it's for sure coming. I am mm-hmm. PMSing. That's why I'm so tired. But my mind oh. keeps going, but what if? Oh, of course. Like, what if you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. Not like, only is it every time, but it's like it's like five days before even. Yeah. But like, that makes sense. Yeah. Two days late. I'm so tired. My wow. periods have gotten so bad after having kids. I know this about you. I and know. you keep going to doctors. I've been and to three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like this is a thing. I know. And... I mean, as your best friend, I feel so helpless and I just feel like it's really like it is something every yeah. month. Like, no, no, it's this so is real painful every month. And it's like different painful than I went to PT for a long time right after I had my second baby. Mm. And that helped with all the things like right in the immediate recovery. But now I have this lingering thing where the periods are so, so painful. I've been to huh. three doctors and I feel like they all kind of just dismiss me a little bit where mm. they're like, Oh, yeah. Well, that can happen sometimes. And I'm like, okay, but like at this level feels really alarming. So if we could just dig a little deeper here. If I may, like I watched you push a baby out unmedicated and you barely flinched. You know, there's context. High, high pain tolerance. There's context here. I watched you get a tattoo on your ribs and you asked, have they started yet? A, like, I'm crazy. B, I'm no, no, it's more like I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but also, are you pregnant? Is what we're is what we're discovering on the I podcast. I don't think so, but TBD, okay. and I'll circle back. Yeah, please circle back with all the besties because I'm sure we're all. I'm dying to know. So <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't taken a test yet, though, because I feel like it's very us, like big little bestie. If you are like us and you. Maybe have a touch of anxiety. Anxiety. So fun. Maybe every month for a while there, even five days before leading up, like taking test after test after test. I feel maybe like we were both in a phase there for a I while. I have a test in my bag okay. right there. <laughs> I knew it. Just I maybe, knew it. But I I'm waiting it. for the morning pee. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. And this like, I did this like three months ago, by the way. It was like. I don't even understand why. I remember when you did. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Because it what for to be fair, it was very late. Yeah, that's but true. like it's not that easy for us. Like we we need assistance. We need IVF. But still, but still, there is just something in you right? that is just like, I need to take a test. Yeah. I need to take a test. Okay, I'll circle back. All right, great. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. And speaking of pregnancy tests and circling back, shy kids. <laughs> Let's talk about. Shy kids. Sorry. Yeah. Was that was that your segue? Was just okay. Dina, you're normally in charge of the segues. And yeah. we've talked about how delusional mm. we are tonight. We're just yeah. operating. That's true. We're just operating on a really like the hamster is in the wheel and just come on. She needs an IV. Just a little more, just one more step, you know? We're just trying to rub. The two brain cells together. The last two. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, shy kids. Let's go. <laughs> As a busy mom, I need something just for myself. Someone asked me the other day, what hobbies do you have? And I couldn't tell them a single thing other than sleeping. So my new thing is learning a new language. I'm picking Italian. I would really love to take one of my daughters or both of my daughters there next year 
And it has totally lit up my life learning a new language. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. They are the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, and more. What I love about it is there is a fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's an intuitive process, so you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Rosetta Stone has speech recognition with a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient so you can use it on your desktop or an app. It has an audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. It's an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A total steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Big Little Feelings listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com BLF. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com BLF today. Did you know that it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, and there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Rituals Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. With each of my pregnancies, and even before when I was trying to conceive, I swore by Rituals Essential for Women Prenatal. This was truly the only vitamin I could ever keep down with morning sickness in the first trimester and even throughout my whole pregnancy. The Ritual capsules featured a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. This is a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. It has omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. I love that they have industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com feelings. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com feelings for 25% off. Okay, so I want to start by talking about the concept of shyness in general, because I feel like For our generation, when we were younger, right, it was always like you wanted your kid to be outgoing. Outgoing was the best thing ever. And now I feel like it's kind of amazing because our culture, our society is embracing this idea that you don't have to be one way. Like Mm -hmm. you can be a lot of different ways. And even if you're talking about just being introverted versus outgoing, like that's cool, neurodivergent. Like there's all different kinds of ways that we can be these days. And it's not so much where it's like, you better get out there and you better be the most social. It's like, you can be yourself. Exactly. There is such a wide spectrum Mm -hmm. of how we can all just be humans. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? As two introverts. Refreshing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Two introverts. It's really nice. Yeah. And so this idea of shyness, because I was labeled as shy, all the time. Mm -hmm. And we still, as parents, I think it's so tempting because we don't want our kids to have a hard life. Like we want them to flourish. And I think while we're sort of doing it, and I don't know if you agree, Dina, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're doing it for adults. Like I feel like adults and now with Instagram and social media, we're like 
be you, have different bodies, have different personalities, introverted, extroverted, neurodivergent. And when it comes to kids, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's like we still have that pressure inside of us as parents that we don't necessarily pass those values down. I agree. And it feels like with shyer kids, there's still that pressure like, no, no, get out there, try it, be confident, be a leader, you know, like try it out. Yeah. I think that the myth we need to bust is that outgoing kids are the competent ones. And I get it. I see why that would be logical because those kids are the ones who they'll just jump into anything. They look like leaders, like they'll just join right in. And But here's the thing. Shy kids are actually incredibly competent and Mm self-assured and Mm self-aware. And it's an incredible thing because when you really dig down under it, kids who seem shy or what they're actually doing is noticing how they feel and they're honoring their needs. They're not ready to jump in there yet. They're assessing what's going on. They feel safest by you. They're taking their time before they just jump in. Mm, And what a skill to have. And by the way, no one kid is better than the other, right? Mm -hmm. Like the kid who jumps in and just goes in, like that's actually what we're trying to debunk here because for so long, that kid was seen as the better kid or the outgoing kid or or what all kids should be doing. All kids should just blindly go in. Like the gold standard of children. And there are different types of people in this world and there's different types of kids. And like in our business, right, there's a creative crazy type (laughs) me. And then there's like the logical one that's not going to let the the like, who's literally keeping the whole thing afloat. You need to have both kinds of people. Each kind of kid has their own superpowers that are going to be yes. incredibly important if you can harness those mm. later in life. And that kid who's standing off to the side, you have to think about this in 10 in 15 years. Now, listen, that person wants to just like in 10, 15 years, jump off the side of the rock when they're 15 years old or take a lot of risks. And that's a whole different kind of kid. And you're going to let that kid fly. And that's kind of the foundation of everything we're doing here, like at BLF and with this generation is like that kid is listening to their inner voice and their body Mm -hmm. and their risk takers and their going for it. And that's not better or worse than the kid who's maybe sitting in a car at age 15, 16, 17, or they're at a party. And just because everyone is doing something, they're not going to blindly suppress what's happening inside of them and just get out there and go do it, right? They're going to stand off to the side and they're going to assess the situation and they're going to maybe like cling to their safe person. Maybe it's their best friend or maybe it's you on the phone, by the way, with them. And they're going to go, hmm, mom, like something doesn't feel right. And so why not foster that at this young age of being like, this is exactly what you want your kid to do when there's 15, 16, 20, 25 So when they're little, you're exactly right. Kids who seem shyer, they are secure kids. They understand what's happening in them and they are honoring their needs. And we do want to foster that without making them feel bad. Yeah. Just like we're fostering the other kid who's like going out there and you're like, woohoo, go do it, Danny. You're like, woohoo, yay, Mary, stay right next to me. You know, cheer them both on. Yeah. Basically what happens is when we label kids as shy, we're basically telling them this is what you are. And so this is how you should be acting, right? You are a shy kid. You should be acting shy. And that can get internalized, become their inner voice and basically become this self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I mean, that deeply resonates like as a very, very shy kid who is now like, pretty introverted person. People are always so surprised that both of us are introverted, by the way, because we're on social media and we're like, duh, I'm I'm standing alone in a a room (laughs) with just my phone. It's the perfect job for an introvert, but we still get to have community and like all these friends. It's amazing. It's a dream. It deeply resonates because I remember as a kid, 
I was so shy. I was nervous too. I really was not actually a risk taker. And I just remember like (laughs) in early childhood, every adult was always telling me and they were talking about me while I'm standing there and being like, well, she's just really shy. She's just really shy. And it just became this thing where I remember everyone who knew me as a kid said that I sat in a corner and I would read a book. And so I was quote unquote, the perfect kid. Mm. I was the perfect kid. I was so easy because I was silent and I was in a corner with a book. And what happened, unfortunately, is that as I got older and more people kept telling me, like, get out there, get out there. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Go do it. It's fun. It's fun. Get out there. Get out there. But my body was like, Uh, I don't like this. Like, I just kind of want to, I kind of want to be inside. Like, I don't know that I really like being out here with all these people. I kind of want to, whatever. What I learned was by doing this year after year after year was really to stop listening to any inner voice. And that sounds dramatic, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I really learned okay, be more like this person, be more like that person. What is she doing? Oh, okay, be more like your sister, right, okay. So she does this and that's how you do it. So what I learned was by the time I turned 15, 16, 17, I was a nightmare. I was a nightmare, I was a bad kid. We've told this story time and time again. I was walking out of detention as you were walking into school. I was a bad kid and the reason why was anytime someone would say, hey, come do this, I'd be like, okay, and any time that we were at a party or we were out or this is a bad decision, I'm like, all right, you guys are doing it. Let's go do it. Awesome. You weren't a bad kid. You mm. had totally disconnected from your internal compass, though. That's kind of you. I was really bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I adapted the exact other way. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you were someone who totally detached from your own feelings, your needs, and your inner voice. Yeah. And I I do just wish then it sounds again, it sounds a little bit bigger. Like obviously you can encourage your child to do things and we will get there later in the podcast. This does not mean, by the way, that you never encourage them to try new things or to be brave. No, it was what you were saying, which is this label of like Mm -hmm. shy and you shouldn't be this way. You should be more like this, like get out there, get out there, get out there. There has to kind of be this happy medium where it's like, okay, listen to that inner voice. What is it saying, right? And like, okay, let's work through this together. Like, is this a safe moment? Is this an unsafe moment? And just kind of having your your parent, your partner to discover that together rather than just this blanket, get out there, go do it, be confident because that really truly did lead to later in life suppressing any inner voice at all and just blindly following the pact. It makes so much sense, though, as a therapist, because Mm. when it comes to brain science, when someone is feeling nervous and they're not feeling safe, the more we push, the more they panic. Yeah. Right. So when you can be their safe person, when you can take that pressure off, it's a game changer. Yeah. And you just allow your kid to be who they are while still fostering how to work through this hard moment together. Exactly. You nailed it. Let's talk about then how to foster this resilience, how to build confident kids Mm. and help them be themselves. Because the kid is already confident. That's That's the ironic part is that the kid who's off to the side is no less self-assured than the kid who's jumping in there. They are both the most self-assured confident kids ever. And how do you foster both kids to just be uniquely themselves? You nailed it. There are things that we can start doing today to help our kids just tap into that confidence and shift it into like full on thriving mode, by the way. Can I just ask you, Mm -hmm. can I just ask you, we both know this and we're about to shift into this, but as a parent, low key, even though we know all of this and even though we're in 2023 and even though we're accepting of ourselves, I still, I struggled with this a lot. Like when my kid couldn't get on the bike and they were so nervous to get on the bike or they can't get into the party. It's hard being in these literal situations. We know what we want for our kids long-term, but like, being in that exact scenario, your kid is clinging to you, you're at a birthday party, 
This is hard. It is so hard, especially because you're this adult who has lived life. You know it's not dangerous. Yeah. And all you want to do is see your kid have fun and thrive and do new things that you know they're going to love. Yes. It's so tempting. Okay, so what do we do exactly in the moment? Leg clinging, not getting out there, so scared, so nervous, so shy. We're just, Or they're just kind of like assessing the situation. What are we doing? Number one thing. Yeah. Okay, the feelings. Mm-hmm. Let them know that it's okay to feel scared and it's okay to feel nervous. You can let them know and then flip it around and be like, you know what? I feel nervous sometimes too. That has such a big impact. When I hear, may I pause for a second? When I hear my husband throw out a, you know, when I was a kid, I used to feel nervous too when I would go yes. down the slide. Woo! Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That is the game changer. You know why? Because they feel less alone in it. And even as an adult human being, I'm like, I want someone to say that to me where I'm like, they're feeling scared. They're feeling nervous. That's you not going away. You feel less alone in real talk. Mm. You f- you don't feel effed up. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I used to feel that way too. And it opens It's the, all of us. It opens their like the conversation where it's like, oh man, dad, you're so strong. Dad, you felt that way too. Exactly. My favorite tip. So the next thing that we can do. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Wait, what, what are you, are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? Kids are asleep. What? Oh my God. No, sit down. After Jump in. Time. Get in here. Get in here. You literally called it that. You can't be mad. Oh. <laughs> I'm not mad at this. This please maybe do just join like us. It's the name. Halfway through. Okay, I'm gonna release like the, the name of it. The perfection. Don't call it after here. bedtime. Okay. If it's <laughs> not for after bedtime. Do you have the monitor? Like, may I ask you? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. It's All right. Well, welcome. Um, wow, big little besties. Hype squad in the um, house. Hello, everyone. <laughs> A true surprise for everyone involved. <laughs> I skipped the boardroom for this one. Were you just like yeah, feeling were you, just, you put all the kids down, you were just feeling a little a little lonely or a little like... lonely, a little bored. <laughs> I get that. Okay. You know? Hey, this is he's great. speaking his truth just and that's wanted to come hang out with show. my besties. <laughs> my besties. I'm a big little bestie too. Um, you sure are. Wow. Okay, well we're just gonna like <laughs> dive in. Go for it. Where are we? We sure are. What are we talking <laughs> about? What are we talking what about? We are talking about shy kids and how it is not a weakness. Okay. It's actually right a it's super not. strength. It is. I All agree. Right. Agree. I want to hear tip two. I would Gina. love to. Okay. I would love to. I'm also very happy you're here. What by was the way. tip one? Okay. Okay, they're feelings. Okay. And so now okay. tip two okay. is when your kid is feeling shy, they are feeling nervous, they are feeling scared, you are going to be their safe person, okay? You're going to be the home base. Mm-hmm. Let them stay with you. This helps their brain feel safe and calm down when you let them know, listen, you can stay with me until you feel ready. And honestly, we're like fast forwarding 15, 20 years. Yes. That's literally what I do in everything that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about with parenting, where it's like, okay, they're at the party. They're uncomfortable. They're in a car, right? And what we want them to do is to think, all right, I need to go outside. I need to call my mom. I need to call my dad. I need to call my best friend. I have a safe person that I'm going to go talk to that's not going to like dismiss me. They're not going to, like, they're going to hear me and they're going to hear my feelings and I'm going to call that trusted person. Exactly. This shifts their brain into such a different place. Mm. Once they feel safe, they'll feel ready to explore faster. So another thing that we can do is narrate. Narrating is when we kind of look around, we help them. We're like, oh yeah, look, that kid's going down the slide. And oh yeah, that girl over there, look, she's reading some books. We're helping them feel calm, feel comfortable without pushing them to get out there. But we're inching forward by just noticing what other people are doing. And like, this does not sound like, I'm looking at Tyler. Uh (laughs) This does not, (laughs) what this doesn't sound like is, oh look, like Johnny's going down the slide. Like Johnny's having such a good time. Don't you see that? You should, why don't you go be like Johnny? Look, he's having so much fun. No, it's more a neutral narration of what is happening in the room, at the party, wherever you are, you're at the park, just narrating even somebody else who might be feeling nervous, right? So normalizing what is Mm -hmm. happening around them. Look, Johnny's going down the slide. Oh, look over here. Margo is sitting with her mommy. Maybe she's feeling a little nervous too. You're just kind of narrating everything everything that's happening in front of them to make them feel more comfortable in their environment. Right. The whole time, just letting them stay with you until they're ready to go explore. Yep. 
<laughs> Nailed it. Great job, guys. <laughs> okay, another game. <laughs> another game-changing tip. Honestly, do not sleep on this one is prep. Letting your kid know before you go somewhere, especially if you know that they're a little more cautious, they're a little bit more reserved, they want to check out things and feel comfortable in new situations, prep. Let them know what they can expect, what's going to happen, who's going to be there. Because for all of us as humans, unfamiliar, new things, they are scary. We don't know what's going to happen, but if we can mentally prepare and understand what we're walking into it is a game changer and for toddlers that's next level because like the memory Mm -hmm. it's just not there so even if they've already done it even if it seems redundant we want to keep doing it over and over and over you know what and i'm not the only person that feels this way Mm. perfect example of this as an adult is how many of you guys check out the menu before you go to the restaurant you are not wrong. Mm-hmm. I check out pictures of the restaurant. What does it look like there? Where is it? Where am I going to park? What am I going to eat? This is low-key why I don't do new things, by the way, is the parking situation, by the way. Like, this is I'm not going to go to a <laughs> low-key restaurant. why I'm still married, because my husband does this part. <laughs> I do the parking, Truly, too. And he picks everything that you like for you. Yeah, yeah, he knows me so well. Yeah, and like for me, it's just more like the creature of habit, you know? You're not going to go to a new yeah. place, because you don't, you don't, I don't know what the parking is like. I don't know what's going to go into it. So if I were able to be prepped, like... Okay, this is what the parking situation is. Yeah. That'd be better. Here's the thing, though, is that I look at the menu, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I feel so comfortable. And I go into the restaurant, <laughs> super comfortable in the restaurant, and then I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Panic? <laughs> I panic. Every panic time. every time. And then I have to pick your meal every time. No, you don't. You let me order the wrong thing, and then go, mm-mm, shouldn't every have done that. Every <laughs> time, I'm like, listen to your body. What do you want? And then you order it, and I'm like, mm. in my head, I'm like, questionable choice and then you do it and like then this, half the time you say it out loud second, yeah of course the <laughs> second the waiter walks away you're like that was a mistake that, that was, was the worst huge choice mistake. that was the worst wow. choice you know huge mistake yeah no i'm just sitting here feeling grateful for one <laughs> i have a, a husband who literally knows exactly what to order for both of us i don't say a word i don't use a brain cell looking at a menu even i close like my eyes for you wow sip a little bubbly water and just relax mike you're doing a great job and Good B, job, Mike. Mike, you're doing a great job. Good job, Mike. Oh B, if I order wrong, when I say I, I mean he, <laughs> sure. order something <laughs> I don't like. It's not on you. Guess what? He just gives me the plate I like. Nice. It's really nice. Wow. Yeah. This isn't like, even, that, like, that wouldn't even work for us. Because, like, if Kristen had to order for me, she'd get it wrong 100% of the time. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> next tip I have, uh, this is our final tip and it's the most game changing tip and this is called tell the story we yes. talk about this time and time again in our course on our instagram page tell the story is after the scary moment the nervous moment especially if it's gone well but even if it hasn't gone well we're gonna tell the story okay so this is what it sounds like Earlier today, we were at the park. You were feeling really nervous and kind of scared. You were right in mama's arms. Then you were watching people go down the slide. You really wanted to do the slide, but you were crying. You were so nervous. It's okay to feel nervous. I feel nervous too. Then we walked over to the slide and you wanted to try it. You still felt nervous, but you tried it. And when you went down, you liked it. You liked the slide. You loved it. You can feel both nervous and brave at the same time. Exactly. And as a therapist, this is so key because what we're doing every time we do that, we are taking that feeling of nervousness and now we're also pairing it with being brave and trying something new and overcoming the fear. So next time they're feeling nervous, that's what gets triggered is the nervousness, but also... Now that brave feeling and now that I'm going to give it a go feeling. Right. Because before that, it's like two separate incidents, you know, in mm-hmm. toddlers brains and everyone's brains, by the way. It's like, OK, I was feeling scared. I was crying. That sucked. <laughs> and then you move on and it's like, oh, later on, I went down the side and then, then that was fun. Whee! And when you're telling the story, what you're doing is you're sort of merging these two events in their brains over and over and over. So you're telling these stories 
of these times where they felt nervous and they felt brave all at the same time. So it becomes this inner dialogue where they start to understand like, okay, sometimes when I feel nervous, I also feel brave and excited and fun and joy at the same time. Like those two things can be hand in hand. And luckily you're in the room because I feel like we just experienced this. We've been doing this for seven years or I've been doing this. Have you been doing Tell the Story for seven years? Definitely not. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. I feel like I've been But putting, I'm doing it now. I know. I'm getting there. Great. You no, know? You are, yeah, it's all, true. We all got to start great. somewhere. You're doing great. That's right. But I feel like I've been Thanks. putting in the work of like really trying to, you know, after bike rides, being nervous at parties, really putting in the work for seven years on like, okay, you were feeling nervous and then you tried it and telling the story. And we recently had something where our oldest, she's seven, and she is a part of an activity and the activity has a performance and we won't go into too much detail, but she didn't want to do the performance and it was because she was feeling kind of nervous and kind of scared, right? And at first, remember you came to me and you were like, she's not doing it, we're done. No, she's not doing it. She's nope, not doing pass. it. Pass. You know? And I was like, well, I kind of want to explore like what's beyond this, like what's behind this? Let's just be curious, right? So the next morning, go to her, what's behind this? It turns out, mom, I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling excited, but there's gonna be a lot of people there. And I want to do it, but I'm just kind of scared, right? And that was the moment that she kind of, in that conversation, put it together herself, where it's like, I'm feeling nervous, I'm feeling excited, I'm feeling nerve-sighted, and I think I want to do it. And it was that seven years of constant repetition of like, sometimes you feel nervous, sometimes you feel excited. You can do both. You can feel nervous and excited. And it was this distinction of... Listen, if she didn't want to do it, like if she came and she was like, I don't want to do it, mom. Like, that's not my thing. I don't like this. I'd be like, great. Awesome. Totally amazing. But since it was, well, I'm just, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling nervous. And we've taught her her whole life. You can absolutely feel nervous. And if it's something you really want to do, let's try it. I'll be there with you every step of the way. She put that together all by herself just through telling the story over and over and over for seven years straight. Yeah, and it kind of disconnects the whole like fear, nervousness from not being able to do something. It's the old mm -hmm. saying of bravery isn't not having fear. It's not the mm -hmm. absence of fear. Bravery yes. is being afraid and doing it anyways. And that's yeah. kind of like what you're doing by telling the story over time. Over time is like, I can be afraid, I can be nervous, and I can still do it. Especially if it's something that you want to do. Oh, yeah, even more you so. want to do. Yeah. God, yeah. It just takes me to, like, right back to my childhood where I became such a perfectionist. Like, I didn't have a choice. I was forced to just keep going, to override the nervousness, to override feeling shy. I, like, I was a shy kid, too, but I didn't have a choice. I was kind of forced out there to keep going, push it down, be a leader, be the best. And I just wonder what it would have felt like if I could have just listened to my body, honestly, because for so long I just kept going and then like pushed it all down. And what ended up happening was I felt like physically sick doing a lot of the things because I didn't have a choice like I wish I could have had this amazing space that you guys give your kids to just be who they are and yeah. feel what they feel and like listen to that and honor their needs and I just went to like a breaking point honestly a lot of times and no one would have known because I looked perfect on the outside you did yeah. as someone who was there you yeah you did look perfect yep yeah. Yeah. I really think that if I had had the permission and space to feel what I feel and honor my needs, I just, I would have had less suffering in my life, honestly. I feel like that's exactly what we're all trying to do and which makes me so excited about this next parenting generation because it's finally at the point where it's like, be you be yourself. 
Like you want to be a leader, go be a leader. You want to be out there and just like wild and do it and just like unabashedly don't even think about it. Go do that. If you want to be off to the side and kind of like read a book and go inside, do that. And that's not necessarily how we all were raised. It's like this blanket understanding of being out there and being social is better. And now we're finally at a point where like our kids can be who they are. Like they can just be who they are. How incredible is that? This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I know as a parent, especially, we don't get a whole lot of extra hours in our days. And if we do, we are exhausted. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know exactly what is important to you and make that thing a priority. For me, that is therapy. I'm going to be very honest with you. Recently, I fell off the therapy bandwagon because I said I was too busy, too busy, too busy. And guess what? It caught up to me. So no joke, this week I have put therapy back on the calendar and I am committed to going every single week. And even if there is no time and I have work deadlines and the kids have so much going on, I'm making my one hour of therapy a week no matter what. It is my top priority. Therapy for me, especially during busy times, but also in general, it empowers me to be the best version of me. And when that kind of slips or slides or I'm just feeling really run down, that's my sign to get back into therapy. I learn healthy, positive coping skills. I get reminded on how to set boundaries. It is so important for my upkeep of my mental health. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com feelings today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash feelings. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I remember when it was time for me to make my first ever website. I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I'm just a normal person. How am I supposed to make a whole website? Like, I'm honestly, I'm not great at technology. <laughs> and thank God I found Squarespace. It was so easy to use, so easy to build a beautiful, well-functioning website. So first of all, with Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it has never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. You start with a best-in-class website template. You customize every single detail with reimagined, just drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, building an online storefront has never been easier. Whether you're selling physical, digital, service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. They offer so many professional templates with designs for every category and use case. And then you just customize your look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs so that you can bring your idea to life, build the brand that you're dreaming of, and your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they have features for analytics, for email campaigns, blogging tools, and the list goes on and on. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com feelings to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, let's shift into some questions from you big little besties. Thank you so much for always submitting questions, by the way. My favorite part. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'm anxious to hear your answers. We don't have a sound effects board, so I gotta oh. be the I gotta be the air horn since you don't have the sound effects. This first question is from Abby and Tyler. I'm very curious of your answer, actually. I'm here. <laughs> your most helpful reframe from marriage counseling. Oh. Helpful reframe for marriage counseling. Oh, I love this. That's actually a, a great, great question. Yeah, it is. Abby, by the way. Thank you, Abby. Thank I appreciate the question. Yeah. I think I think viewing it like everybody goes through their ups and downs in their relationships, and sometimes you're like, they're just they're just out to get me right now. Mm. They just like wanna stir me up. 
they're just trying to wind me on up. Kristen's trying to wind me up right now. The biggest reframe you can do is what if they're not? No. What if they are just doing it just because that's how they feel? Yeah. Like what if she said, oh, the trash didn't get taken out? What if she's saying, oh, the trash didn't get taken out versus you idiot. You didn't take the <laughs> trash out. I told you. Crap. I asked you five times to take the trash out. I can and you assure you I'm never trying to wind you up. I'm pretty sure fair. sometimes you do. No, I'm really not. You truly I truly don't. am not. You truly, I truly don't. So I think that's the best reframe is like giving the benefit of the doubt. Don't think the worst in this situation. Mm-hmm. Think of them just thinking the best. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is we went to marriage counseling a handful of times and I just remember him walking out and he was like, I would pay for that again. Hell yeah. Like, That's a win. That is That's a, win. a win. Okay. That is a win. So you guys are not in like weekly. I mean, we're in weekly couples therapy. Like I, I feel yeah, like more try. people should probably talk about that because I feel like in the DMs, I see all the time where we're like, your marriage is perfect and your marriage is this. And it's like, absolutely. Like well, every marriage is We're work. incredibly lucky that we can be in like couples therapy together. Oh, agree. 100%. Privilege. I think a lot of people maybe not be able to, but I think of like just remembering, like slowing down. I have a problem with that is like just letting my brain speak first before I've had a chance to process. But if you can like stop for a minute, remember your partner is your partner. That's like a huge crux of a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just think like taking the stigmatism away from that going too. to couples therapy. Yeah. Like, and just having those like very uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Yeah. We're big shover downers. Big shover downers. That's why we have to go to couples therapy <laughs> just to talk about it. Then we like are fine. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. Next question is from Susan. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, <laughs> Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. My 2.5-year-old now goes to, quote, unquote, her office <laughs> under the staircase to poop. Is this a sign <laughs> she's ready to potty train? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yes and no. So, yes, we as humans, as we start to get ready to potty train, we start to want privacy. That's just a thing that happens where we start to retreat to private places, a corner we turn away from everyone else. It's just like a human thing. So maybe, and also like maybe not because this is not the only sign for being ready to potty drain. Well, like some kids I know, they they do the opposite. They will just like stare you (laughs) in the eyeballs. Like Like they don't care. Yeah, they don't need privacy. They just stare Uh. you right in the eyeballs. So like, it is not always a sign that they're yeah. ready to potty train, but like it can be. Like if they're not doing it, it doesn't mean they're not ready. Right. To potty it's not train. the only sign. Not the only sure. sign, but sure. If you're noticing that and a couple of other signs, yeah, might it's be ready to potty train. Okay. Last question. This one is from Amy. Tyler, we're gonna just uh, we're gonna throw this one to you. Actually, Ooh. what is your favorite Bravo celebrity? Thank you for this. <laughs> Perfect question. Like, this is what I need right before I go to bed. This is perfect because I already know. It's okay. Captain Lee oh, from Below yeah. Deck. Oh, yeah. The original. Wow. The captain that launched a thousand ships. <laughs> captain it's an OG. Lee. Right. Oh, OG. Yeah. It's on the original Below Deck. Now right. there's five Below Decks. It's great because you used to have to wait a whole year for the new season. Mm. Now they just go back to back, season to season. I have Below Deck all year it's perfect what is your second favorite bravo liberty captain sandy oh my god what is your favorite (laughs) non-below deck i feel like by the way like all men if they watch (laughs) if they watch bravo it's below deck which Uh is great i mean we all love below deck um hashtag kate who's your favorite bravo liberty that's not a below deck yeah like something else yeah who's like your favorite housewife i don't have a favorite housewife okay come on okay dig deep it's pretty I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, um, you don't have to prep for this. I need to come from the heart. Okay. Favorite housewife is the new breakout star, Jenna Lyons. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. I like her a lot. That's not who I thought. I wow. thought you were going to go gonna with Bryn. Okay. I thought you were going to go with Bryn. Too. And Love then her. you went with, and they're both like Bryn's stars. Mine. Yeah. They I know. are we talked just, about that all just golden. Yeah. I feel like people Brennan are really Jenna. upset over the new Housewives of New York City, and like I'm very here for it. I like, just don't I'm, care anymore. They just want more drama. I just they sure. want more drama. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want more drama. <laughs> I can't take it. I do because I'm a Gemini. It. Make it crazy. I'm a Pisces. I need some peace. 
And this show, I need very unentertaining TV. I'm just no, happy to be true. here. Like, I'm just no. happy to watch anything that you will throw my way. Jenna no Lyons is great. We yeah. want more drama. Yeah. Okay. Is it Jenna Lyons? Jenna Lyons? Anyway, yeah. she's great. She's just herself. She's yeah. just an icon. Her apartment? It's great. I love it. I mean, is that not the theme of the show tonight? Uh, just be you. Dina, you're so oh, good at you. She did, it. she did it. She did it. Okay, and I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. I'm so proud of us yeah. for proud letting our kids be who they are mm. and honor their bodies and honor their needs mm. and listen to their feelings. All I'm hearing is listen to your body, and I'm like, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm it is so 9:45 p.m. and I'm looking at this monitor. It's 9:45 p.m. I have pasta and meatballs in my car. What? I need I'm to sorry, go what? Yeah. Oh, you, you don't know this. You don't know this. I, like, yeah, I, you so know, you I brought know. some food. It's in my car. I forgot it in there. I'm so hungry. It's not that you forgot, though. Let's be honest. Like, it's you like don't you know this about Dina, you know. is that she's a car food person. So I like, love that. When she rolls up, that. like, we went to Vail one time, yeah. and she rolled up with, like, at the valet, you know, and, like, a whole dish of yeah. pasta is just sitting on the passenger seat. Like, she's a bowl of cereal. Kristen, you know me when I travel on an airplane. I have airplane pizza. That's right. Airplane pizza. That's right. Sometimes wow. it's like airplane Brussels sprouts. Like they're homemade though, you know, like in a foil. Yeah. It's like a full meal <laughs> and she just travels with the meal. I like that. So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, you got to get your car because we need to eat I pasta. support yeah. that. What are you and I? Like, this is 9.45 PM right now. I'm just going to go to bed. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we have, I'm sure we have some leftovers. Okay. Maybe this is, we'll take it offline. We'll take, take it offline. offline. Okay. <laughs> Big little besties. Thank you so much for joining us on this wild, wild ride <laughs> yes. of this episode and also of parenting. We are so grateful for you. We can't wait to do this again next week. We love you. Thank you, you for letting me bust in here. My <laughs> Big little besties. <laughs> If you are struggling with toddler or preschooler tantrums, pushback, discipline, picky eating, just all the confusing things, this podcast, we can only scratch the surface. If you need help, our course, Winning the Toddler Stage, is here to help. It is aptly nicknamed the Toddler Manual because it truly has every single thing you could possibly struggle with under the sun between the ages of one and six within one course. We're not going to do a bunch of workshops. You have to buy the sleep guide and the picky eating guide and the this guide and the that guide. No. Everything you could possibly need for ages one through six is all in this one course. We were never meant to do this parenting thing alone. You deserve to have help. We are here for you. You can find that course at biglittlefeelings.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at biglittlefeelings. We give free tips every single day. They might change your life with one free tip. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an Odyssey production, executive produced by Lauren Lagrasso, produced by Daniela Silva, edited by Bob Tabador, and theme music composed by Liz Full. Then studio lighting designed by Shane Sackett and designed by Jackie Shearman. Special thanks to Odyssey executive vice president and head of podcast, Jenna Weiss-Berman. And thank you for being here with us. We can't wait till next week.